And hello, and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. And if I look really good and I sound really good, I finally made good on my promise, everyone, to upgrade my camera and microphone. Matt and I now have the same stuff. Yay, yay. How about that? Hopefully that'll make editing for you a little easier. It should, yeah. Especially as, as we talked about before we started, YouTube has uh, completely changed the way it does stuff again and has completely uh, decided to fuck over uh, podcast yeah. content. If you're one of those people who uh, haven't been getting updates on time, uh, yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah, it's because YouTube hides them. Because of course they yeah. do. Because of course they do, and uh, you didn't hear it from me, but apparently next year, uh, YouTube really wants to pivot to their own podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, YouTube does so well whenever they bring out new stuff like YouTube Red. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a hit. Yeah. Again, too, YouTube is like, we're getting into the podcast business. Oh, is that like when you were getting into the TikTok business with your shorts? (laughs) Yeah, because that worked out so well, right? So well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, don't don't be shocked if in the new year, everyone, you start noticing little small retoolings to the show for us to try and keep up with it. I know the comic multiverse has never been like the most successful thing on my channel, but we do it because Matt and I like it. We like mm-hmm. shooting the shit with each other and treating it like work. And we know that we have some super loyal ass people out there like KT and Winford who are here all the time and who have been here since like the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And I never want to deny you guys anything, and because, you know, it gets put up on Patreon, so it's something for them. Like, shit, if I could just sell the show directly to you people, I would, and completely cut out the fucking YouTube (laughs) middleman. That's also why, uh, what is it, Comic Multiverse, or sorry, not Comic Multiverse, why uh, Elseworlds Exchange hasn't gone in a little bit, because we're reevaluating how to make that shit work. Yes, it's just, they just make it so difficult because the minute you, you get like into the rhythm of like a new change or something, they're like, no, we're going to go back to like what it was or something yeah. completely different, you know? Yeah, totally, totally a thing. It's fucking, it's fucking weird. It's crazy. It's the price of doing business, sadly, for everyone who's like, oh, you know, you're a YouTuber. That must be a great job. And it is. Don't get me wrong. You know, I can only be humble. But at the same time, too, it's like, ah, fuck, they completely changed it again. So I'm going to have to learn a whole new system and hope that I can make rent again next month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But not to complain too much, everyone, this is the show the one you know, the one you love. We got a bunch of news for you this week, but as always, uh, how was your week, Matt? Pretty good, pretty good. It was it was uh, filled with video games. Nice. Uh, lots and lots of video games. I finished. I finished God of War Ragnarok. I saw. I'm jealous. I hope I can finally get the chance to now yeah. that I got my 4K TV and hopefully a new system soon. Oh, it's it's, it's such a good game. It's such a it good is. game. For um, everything I've seen from it is great. <laughs> I'm glad to say most of it hasn't been spoiled, but I have mm-hmm. saw a couple scenes. Okay, okay. Yeah, you probably haven't seen, like, the big ones. There's some there's some pretty pretty big ones out there. I did see the new weapon, because that's always my big question when mm-hmm. there's a God of War. Well, do, do you get a new weapon? Because obviously yeah. the Blades of Chaos are so iconic, and the Leviathan Axe became so iconic in the span of one game. Yeah, I'll say this, though. I, I am surprised uh, we didn't get to use uh, Mjolnir. Yeah, I really thought that was coming. At least a reskin for the axe, just to make it Mjolnir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I expected that. Also, this is this is the end of the Norse saga. They ended it after just two, eh? Yeah, it was going to be three, but I f- I think they figured that like that would I don't know take too long, or maybe they realized like the story didn't need it or something. But um, maybe it's it's well, it ends in a way that like yeah, it is the end of the Norse saga, but 
they they could still continue it on if they want, but they could go on to some new things as well. There's some stuff that's set up at the end there that uh, we could go explore some other worlds or anything. Yeah. What uh, what what mythology would you like to see them do next? Because personally, I would love to see them do Hindu mythology. Mm. I want to see fucking Kratos dusted up with goddamn Kali and the rest of them. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. With all their arms and we're all aspects of the same god. And, you know, we've got pretty fucked up gods of war in our mythology, too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Either that or let's actually, you know, do something with the stinger at the end of God of War 1. The secret hidden uh, friggin' ending to that one where you see, like, Jesus's cross. And I'm like, I want that. I want Kratos to just mix it up with, like, gods who are actually <laughs> still worshipped. I think it'd be interesting... For him to like go back to his homeland that would be fun and like yeah, just see, see it after after so many years like what's happening happening over there now that would be really cool uh, again someone pitched an interesting thing for jesus and god of war it's like he doesn't have to fight him because like jesus is the ultimate pacifist jesus would get punched and be like i forgive you my son kratos yeah. i forgive you yeah <laughs> see the thing, I, thing is i don't think they do jesus just because you know how like shitty fucking christians get at that oh, uh, that's life like no matter how they portray jesus you know he's in the violent mm. video game so you know you yeah we'll, we'll, we'll compromise and do mohammed how about that <laughs> 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 now nah, you see mohammed's just a cool dude is what kratos discovers like man you know i, I wanted to fight you but you make some valid points my guy <laughs> <laughs> let's let, let's hang out <laughs> <laughs> i i also started playing um i started playing callisto protocol and midnight suns yeah. No, oh yeah how is midnight suns because i heard it's actually getting good reviews which i it's really I good was, okay because i was so scared away by it being a card thing i'm like that ah, does not compute don't know how to handle this it no it's really good like the card thing is is so simple you just get like a bunch of cards down the bottom you select which one you want to use and that's it like hmm. that and then it like moves uh your character into like an attack or like a like a power or something it's 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 super simple to to like use and everything and then there's also like rpg elements in in like you create your own character i was and... gonna say that's very interesting you can create mm -hmm. your own oc to hang out with the avengers which i like yeah yeah it's cool it's it's really Our... fun so far really fun Maybe, maybe I will have to get it. I, I saw another post, I'm sure you saw it too, where it's like, man, you know, first that Guardians of the Galaxy game, now Midnight Suns, that uh, paid service Avengers game was so bad, it gave you all PTSD about yeah, those other Yeah, everyone games. just assumed they'll be shit, but they're not. They're really good. But they were. Man, to think that that Avengers game had so much to uh, answer for. And they're still coming out with DLC. I saw, like, the Winter Soldier trailer. I'm mm -hmm. like, fuck off. Yeah, 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 they are no one is playing this and i love bucky and i love the winter soldier but even if i didn't i don't think this would be enough to make me come back no no not at all yeah i'm uh still plugging away at pokemon there as kt in the chat said he actually stopped doing the big uh charizard raid to come and hang out i didn't know this i actually completed my pokedex because i was actually able to do a lot of mystery trades mm -hmm. uh so I'm like very close to finishing it. Apparently, there, I I can't get the special dolphin one because you need to have someone go off and watch you evolve that one, which is so stupid. <laughs> it's the closest I've ever come to completing a full Pokedex. And now they're doing big crazy raids for like super rare Charizards and stuff that you actually like need to get other people together for. I, I saw that, yeah. 
which apparently I'm not even far enough along for that because you got to beat like the special end of game tournament to unlock that. And I'm like, oh, I thought I unlocked everything, but there's actually more stuff to unlock. Wow, this game is great. <laughs> I can't remember the last time a Pokemon was this like, you know, friggin' rich in features. Yeah, it, it it's funny because it's like rich in features and everything. And it's like also kind of a buggy mess for some people. Mm-hmm. And it's like the worst thing ever, but it's also the best thing ever. It's so yeah. funny. So funny. <laughs> passions run it, very high with it it's it's really funny because i'm i'm i i i'm kind of comparing it to callisto protocol because that callisto mm. protocol is like like it looks great plays like fucking ass and is oh does it, it it's i finished it in a day like it's super oh, short. short it's super short it's it's just literally like dead space light i know it's made by the same guy but there's like no yeah originality to it or anything um oh that's a shame but uh i compare it to that where like everyone's like like raging about it and everything it's like hey they could you're allowed to rage about that and you can't praise it but like nintendo games are the only ones you can unanimously hate and love at the same time Mm. i heard the faces are good in callisto protocol oh yeah like like the graphics look fucking amazing but like Hmm. everything else is just kind of shit (laughs) I saw a lot of people compare it to like the Order eighteen eighty six, where it's yeah. like, wow, what a great tech demo this was. Yeah, no, no, it seriously is. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks great. It 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 looks great. The the idea of it is great, but then yeah, it's just like, oh, look what we can do in Unreal Engine five and like all this new tech that's coming out. Hmm. Yeah. I uh, yes, I'm plugging away at Pokemon. I'm gonna hopefully get Dark Tide. I would have gotten Dark Tide mm-hmm. this week, but I but I knew myself. I was a responsible adult, Matt. I'm like, if I get this game, I'm not gonna get any work done this yeah. week. And I need to get work done, <laughs> especially because I am planning to do that big uh, public domain charity stream. I uh, mm-hmm. asked uh, the followers on Twitter and uh, Patreon what day I should do it on to maximize viewership. It looks like I'm gonna go Monday the nineteenth. Nice. Monday the 19th, I'm going to go 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I'm going to try and raise some money for uh, OneParent.org, which is a charity here in Ontario that helps single parents, you know, for the holidays and beyond, feeling really good about that. And I'm going to hopefully maybe try and set up like a Discord server so you and other people can like pop on in throughout the day and night to make sure I don't go crazy. Nice, nice. Because I might go crazy, Matt, at eight eight nonstop hours of this. (laughs) Uh, You'll be all right. I was. I almost said like a full twenty four hours. I'm like, I'm gonna go full twenty four hours. And it's like, Joel, you've never gone a full twenty four hours on anything in your life. Should have done like twelve. Twelve hours. Well, hey, if we're making a lot of money, I'll keep going. How about that? If we reach a certain milestone, I'll keep going twelve. <laughs> nice. But then I was also thinking to myself, what's well, like, well, if I do it Monday, I will eventually need to sleep because Tuesday will be new comics. And if there's no new comics <laughs> videos, people will be pissed. To be fair, though, it'll be new comics. That's like the week of Christmas. Yes. Might not be that many. Yeah, sometimes they do. Uh, sometimes they do give us a break. But that also mm. means leading up to it, you and I are going to have to plan our Christmas videos and have those ready to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tevia helping us out with five bucks in the chat question. I'm just wondering if you guys seen Battle of the Super Sons movie because I saw that movie at New York Comic Con and it was you, fantastic. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, you've asked us like like five weeks in a row, and yeah, we, I'm sure we talked about it like back when it came out. No, I don't think we did actually. I'm sure like I didn't. We didn't talk about it in depth or anything, but like oh, I'm sure we mentioned yeah, I it. I, I I seen it and it was fine. It's, it's exactly what the Super Sons was always yeah. which is yeah. nothing new 
Yeah, it feels felt a lot like the comic was pretty. So I know for a lot of people it was a big deal because a lot of people only watch the animated movies and it was the first time they've seen this dynamic and yeah. it was so fresh and new to them. Yeah, it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. I liked it. The new animation style was, you know... I didn't like the new animation stuff. style. Uh, uh, that weird it, CGI sort of 3D... Mm, uh, I, I accepted it. I accepted it. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I have long ago you know given up on the fact that these dc animated movies will never look as good as they used to no they never will because they just simply don't have the budget anymore at least they like there's those ones that are all in that that superman man of tomorrow continuity Mm -hmm. that like at least they have like a they're the same yeah that that same art style they're not that and they're not that horrible horrible one they would they did for that for a while that yeah the fucking yeah the necks were fucking john cena necks and everything Uh, yeah yeah i'm glad they got rid of that yeah that was a weird time for sure uh yeah I, i enjoyed the uniform art style for them too but also there's part of me that wishes they would go back to what they used to and that is have every movie try and invoke the art of the comic it's based on but yeah. they don't really do movies based on comics anymore they just kind of do their well, own things now well they 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 do the like movies based on comics and then they just change everything about it change everything they just want about like it. the comic name that's all they really want yeah, the marketable name, and that's it. Which you yeah. know, now we're on a whole other tangent. Yeah, all all the different Batman movies, they all the comics they adapt, they are, uh, yeah, they 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 just take the name and then change the story for no discernible reason. Yeah, I have no idea why they do that. Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, hey, you know, what? on the upside, Matt, uh, we got had uh, Sorry, first day with the new teeth. What can I tell you? Every day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got uh, we got a bunch of new trailers this week that dropped and a bunch of other good news. Mm-hmm, mm, lots of new trailers. Yes, I guess for us, you know, the biggest one, the one that I'm sure everyone is clamoring to hear us talk about, we got our first look at Guardians Volume 3, and holy shit. Yeah, it looks great. Man, you know, if <laughs> already, you know, 2022 is almost over, and I would say, damn, the Guardians 3 trailer is already one of the best movies that I've seen this year. <laughs> Once again, James Gunn remains undefeated when it comes to musical choices. I have not thought of Space Hog in the meantime since the 90s, and it just literally <laughs> unlocked a hidden memory that I thought was gone forever. <laughs> and it makes sense, too, to update the musical styling because Peter has his Zune now. He does, yeah. He's got access to, like, 300,000 songs or something like that, yeah. I wonder, is that going to be the new thing now for the third and final movie? Have we finally moved up to, like, 90s nostalgia music? He's discovered 90s grunge, yeah. Oh, and it changed everything. (laughs) (laughs) It changed everything. Uh, Yeah, this trailer also basically just promises, like, hey, we are going to emotionally destroy you by the end of this, we promise. Yeah, a bunch of them are probably going to die. I I know we teased forever that we were going to kill one or maybe more, but now it seems like we might just kill everybody. (laughs) Yeah, might just kill everybody and have a new Guardians team whenever whenever that happens. Which, honestly, you know what? I I don't know if they would be, like, you know, creatively gutsy enough to do that, but, like, I wouldn't hate that, actually. To be fair as well, they also have, like, that, like, the backup Ravages from vo- the end of Volume 2 with, like, Sylvester Stallone and all the, all of those characters, Michelle Yeoh. Because, like, yeah, w- would you want to see these Guardians done by anyone but Gunn by this point? I mean, it would it would allow them to, like, kind of have a refresh in terms of tone and, and 
setting and, and everything. So I think that would be pretty cool, especially after like three films of the sort of same, you know, like focus on the music and everything. It'd be mm. cool to see like something different, maybe something mm. more in line with like the Abnett Lanning stuff. That, yeah, that is where you would have to go to. But I wonder, would audiences accept that from it's like, oh, we're like a funny rock is good time for like, oh, now we're an actual space opera. I mean, if you, if you, if you like show that like, okay, this is obviously a very different team than that one. True enough. You could ease them in. And again, you know, if you just had Star-Lord or even if you just had Groot, like that was the thing, if you just had Groot to ease people in. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I, I could I could see it happening. I, I, like, I could see them... They could even just, like, do, like, the original Guardians. They could. Yeah. This uh, also looks to be a strong rocket focus mm -hmm. movie, too. We're seeing his connection to the High Evolutionary, who is Mern from Peacemaker, which I thought yeah. was great. Yeah, it's great. J James Gunn again continues hiring all of his friends. Yeah, well, and, yeah and Mern, Mern was great in, in Peacemaker. He was fantastic. He was. He had like a really uh, understated role in mm. that. He was great, and I can't wait to see what he does in this film. Yeah. Uh, we see Rocket's girlfriend. Aww. Yeah, the Otter. Yes, and Baby Rocket, too. Yes. Baby Rocket, which I'm sure will be coming for that Baby Groot, Baby Yoda friggin' plush money anytime <laughs> soon, I'm sure. <laughs> gotta, gotta get it gotta get it but yeah it uh, it looks great it looks like an awesome time and it looks like they're gonna end this one strong and hey they even brought back the og costumes yeah they look so good don't they love it love it they look really good in live action yeah they look really nice and i know now a very vocal segment of the fan base can shut the hell up about it yeah finally yeah they did it. They did it. Uh, Counter-Earth looks great, and I love the trick they pull with Counter-Earth, where you think they're on planet Earth, yeah. but then you see all the anime, and it's like, oh, that's right, Counter-Earth, high evolutionary. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so cool. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to, like, confuse the fuck out of people, though, because, like, it's like, oh, what's Counter-Earth? How do you explain, like, this? That's ah, evolutionary's quote-unquote zoo. Yeah, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, I guess we got a little of Adam Warlock in there too, mm -hmm. which was fun. Yeah, very briefly. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that actor, really Will... hardworking character actor, comedy actor. Yeah, Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah, who's been in so much stuff, but this seems to be like his big like star making mm -hmm. turn, where it's like, yeah, you you get the showy role now, and not just the hardworking secondary comedy role. Yep. So I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. And obviously he seems to be the one who's the most primed for spinoff and for future stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, he's going to be probably a big part of like whatever's coming up in like secret wars, Kang dynasty and everything. Cause it's Adam Warlock. You would imagine. Yeah. You would imagine. But yeah, that one's great. Uh, we had some other trailers too. I guess we can talk about briefly. I didn't write them down, but uh, we might as well. Cause we're here. Indy five. Yeah. Looks fucking great. I didn't think I would be as excited for Indy 5 as I was, but I'm like, oh, yeah, Indiana Jones is a lot of fun. Yeah, how's about that de-aging tech, though? Oh, man, they got that Disney Fountain of Youth fucking tech, <laughs> don't they? It looks so fucking good. Not only did they got, like, that Fountain of Youth tech, but, like, some people are saying that, like, uh, Harrison Ford wasn't even on set for, like, a lot of it because he got hurt and everything. Yeah, well, I, I saw some of the stuff when they were filming, and what they did was they had a guy in, like, a uh like like a latex mask uh of harrison of Har like doing like the stunts and everything and that obviously made it easier 
to do like the tech on top of right yeah so 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 it's like a blend of like the practical and uh vfx stuff you think i uh, think they're gonna finally kill indy off in this one i don't think they'll kill him off i think you know, you just like hang up his hat again <laughs> yeah 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 well well he, he, they had to do another one because shia labeouf went fucking insane and and yeah and torpedoed everything of like owning a franchise like that yeah actual cannibal shia labeouf it's yeah. a real shame <laughs> but but hey we, we we got fleabag in there we got a phoebe waller bridge who looks to have a fun back and forth with him yeah and she's related to uh marcus brody yes yes the originals. She's, uh, his yeah she's his goddaughter i'm like oh that's a fun poll yeah but but we all really want short round though short round better be the post credit especially because that guy <laughs> has been having one hell of a comeback I here i know it'd be, it'd be great if he he's in the film Look, that's your ending right there. Indy, he puts up the hat. It's like, ah, oh, but you know, I'm I'm ready to move on now to my great adventure. And he just like knocks on adult short rounds door. Hey, can I crash on your couch now? <laughs> and that's where it ends. And his wife is like, who the hell is this guy? You know, short round. It's like, this is a fucking guy. It's a long story. <laughs> that's that's where they ended. And I'm all about that. And that's and that's where the Disney Plus show picks up. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just freaking short round having to take care of this doddering old indie. <laughs> well, he just lives his life. I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we had a Transformers thing, too. I'll admit, I didn't bother watching it, but I got a YouTube ad for it. And I'm like, oh, holy shit, they're doing the Beast Wars. Yeah, and it, lo it, it looks like, well, obviously, Michael Bay's not involved in, like, no. any directorial capacity. And it looks to be following on from, like, the, the Bumblebee continuity, which was more, yeah. in, which was, like, better. Because it was, like, yeah, more, I more in line with, like, the actual Transformers, like, continuity and everything. Yeah, I never watched uh, Bumblebee, but I heard it was good because the good. robot designs were better. It was, and it opens with like uh, like War on Cybertron stuff, and all the all the characters look exactly like they did in G one, and yeah, it's nice. great. It's great. And G and John Cena is also there. He is, yeah. The John Cena just before he got like Peacemaker and Fast and Furious, so just just yeah, before yeah. he blew up really big. Is John Cena going to be in this one? Probably not. Probably not. No, no, that one was set in like the 80s and this one's set oh, in the 90s, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. yeah. All right, I might have to maybe check in on this then. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Again, I, I've been trained to not enjoy Transformers for so long. Yeah, it was directed by Travis Knight, the guy who did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Really? Okay. Well, now you might have just sold me on that because that dude's a hell of a director. He is, yeah. Kubo's sick as fuck, and if he can bring some of that energy to this. Yeah. And also, as the chat is saying, yeah, I grew up on Beast Wars too, so I have always had more of an emotional connection to them than I did any of the Autobots or any of the G1 Transformers. <laughs> so that's just me. Uh now, uh, moving on from trailer news to some comic news here, uh, Wonder Woman and Shazam will be getting their own special spin-off title, uh, Revenge of the Gods, which is spinning out of the pages of Lazarus Planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, uh, nice to see Shazam again. They really seem to be, uh, they really seem to be booking him strong for SummerSlam. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I wonder if he has, like, a movie coming out soon. 
it's almost like he has a new movie coming out. And Wonder Woman, it's just nice to see her involved in stuff. Is is she getting another movie? It feels like they just completely stalled out on any like new Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. Stuff. I mean, it makes sense given you know that last film, but I, apparently they are. But like, of what what the fuck's happening at, at fucking DC at the moment? You know. The, the answer is no one knows any plans they had probably got thrown out when Zaslav came in and are now all probably being reworked under a uh, gun and Stefan yeah. or Stefan or whatever his name is. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure we'll figure that out eventually, but yeah, I, I like the idea for this. Uh, they, they haven't said what it's about, but I can only imagine with a title like revenge of the gods that's spinning out of Lazarus planet where it's like, wait, are the gods pissed off that humans get to keep cheating death and being immortal like them because of Lazarus shit? The, the gods in the DC universe are, are, like, pissed at, like, any little thing. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, yeah. Also, too, it's cool to see, you know, Shazam with, of course, his pantheon and Wonder Woman with her pantheon. It's like, yeah, why don't you guys hang out more? You'd think they would, wouldn't you? You'd think there'd be way more crossover, but there's not. Yeah, yeah. And you guys should do a villain exchange. Yeah, yeah, their, their villains are pretty interchangeable. They are. Like, yeah, have Shazam fight Ares just one time. Yeah. Have uh, friggin' Wonder Woman fight Mr. Mine one time. Yeah, beat up a fucking caterpillar, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it, it'd be fucking cool. <laughs> I'd read it. Be like, oh, you see Wonder Woman beat the shit out of that caterpillar? <laughs> Well, hey, he's Mr. Mind. He's all about, like, mind shit and control and everything. Well, the lasso of truth breaks through that, or at least it's supposed to when writers remember it can do that. Yeah, when they do remember. When they do remember it can do that. It's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested in this. Uh, I'm actually, like, kind of excited for Lazarus Planet because I've really enjoyed everything Mark Wade has been doing in the buildup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been, he's been doing pretty pretty good stuff with, like, uh Batman versus Robin and uh, mm-hmm. World's Finest. Yeah, I'm very cautiously optimistic. I'm like, is this is this going to be good? This could be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mark Wade. It's it's Mark Wade. Uh, yeah, which is they they do have the same pantheon, but yeah, they never hang out or interact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's so strange. They've never been really put together all that That's much. Why I thought it was- that's why I thought it was crazy during like the Jerry Duggan Aquaman years. Aquaman goes to uh friggin' Poseidon and it's the same Poseidon from the Wonder Woman book. And I'm like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he would be the same guys. Again, why don't you guys hang out more? Yeah, again, there's like something there if like a writer would just like like work it out. But they and they're too is- busy on like always rebooting Diana and her her like origins and like trying to do something to like stick, but it never does. Right there, you you found the problem. You hit the nail on the head. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Shazam, always in such constant states of reboots and reinventions. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why they never get to bring these ideas together, because some new writer's always coming on. No one's ever there long enough to make something of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a shame. Maybe, maybe Mark Wade will be the one to do it. Maybe Revenge of the Gods will crack that nut finally. I mean, if anyone can do it, it'd be him. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, another book that got announced just this week, and it comes out uh, comes out next week. It comes out with the new comics. It's yes. a special anthology called Thanos Death Notes, and this is tying into the bigger uh, Thor storyline that's mm-hmm. going on, or will be starting this week also. Yep. So that's cool. Again, they got a bunch of different writers together, all, all writing special Thanos one-shot stories. Mm-hmm. 
I'm about it. You know, there's I'm, lots of different ways to talk about Thanos. I'm cool just because, like, I want to see how they bring Thanos back because, like, he got turned into, like, a fucking cancer tumor in, in, That's in right. Eternals and, like, blasted into, like, another, like, dimension. Well, it seems like they're going to be doing time travel shenanigans because it looks <laughs> like it's Thor traveling through time and space. Maybe maybe a younger Thanos, like, hitches a ride and comes back to the future or something. Maybe. I mean, we've got a younger Thanos right now in, in uh, Avengers from a different universe. Oh, uh, wonder if that will tie in at all. Maybe. Maybe. Huh. Perhaps. Now, uh, from Marvel news to DC news, uh, specifically some Wildstorm news. I guess there was a big panel at uh, one of the Comic-Cons this week for mm -hmm. 30 years of Wildstorm, mm -hmm. which made me go, I'm like, I mean, 30 years, I mean, like, like 10 years, maybe, of Wildstorm, and <laughs> yeah, then a yeah, lot of nothing. Yeah, 10 actual years, you know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be proud of a lot of those years. We didn't say it was 30 good years of Wildstorm. We just said it was 30 years. <laughs> But uh, they announced a bunch of new titles that were going to be going on, and a lot of crossover with the main DC Universe, which surprised the shit out of me. They're doing a special 30th anniversary issue that actually seems to imply that the agents of Wildstorm are going to be taking over uh, the Watchtower because the Justice League was dead and then came back in Dark Crisis. Yeah, and they technically have Hall of Justice now as well. They do. I just love the idea where it's like, hey, you know, Wildstorm rules, finders, keepers, you were dead, we took your satellite. <laughs> I mean, it's a partially destroyed satellite thanks to, like, Batman and Failsafe's That's battle true. in it. <laughs> they also seem to be implying that this new Wildstorm, that we might be seeing a new Wildstorm Justice League amalgam team with, like, a bunch of different characters, and they even, I saw a panel there, fucking Peacemaker 1 came back. Oh, really? From Fierce Dead, I'm like, fuck off. I told people that if that happens, I'd buy them all the coke. I'm like, we ain't seeing fucking Peacemaker 1 ever again. Though technically he did not come back in a Batman book, nor even really a main DC book. He came back in a Wildstorm yeah. book. What happened to him at the end? I know he like he like kind of like ran off into just like the sewers he, of Gotham or something, didn't he? That's what happened. He yeah. literally ran off into the sewers. And it's like, catch me never, fuckers. I'm gone. <laughs> And I'm like, what a stupid fucking way. Oh, uh, as the chat is saying, Ninja Consultant Six Shot, Director Bones gave it to them. Oh, that's fun. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's such a Mr. Bones thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Given, given the heroes something they don't own. Yes. Uh, a lot of people are considering, though, you know, could this potentially be the new direction for the Justice League? Will we be following this, you know, kind of mixed team of, you know, DC leaguers and Wildstorm characters? Because at the end of Dark Crisis, they seek to be implying, well, Nightwing and his Titan teams, they have ascended. They're the new league now. So maybe if we get a new Titans book, that book will technically be the league book, which frees up uh, whatever Justice League will become to be a weird Wildstorm experiment for a bit. I could I could see that. I could see them also doing something similar to how they do how they've done. um justice league dark where it's like yeah it's like the league and justice league dark they live in like the same building you know mm. one's in the basement one's in the top level you know they kind of work together sort of thing That's maybe true. maybe that could be something with like like wild cats are in a part of like yeah the justice league but they're their own sort of separate entity within the hall of justice 
Yeah, that's a good idea, though. I will admit that the next thing they said at this show, where it's like, yeah, we're going to be bridging the gap between Wildstorm and DC and the Wildcats and Justice League. The next thing they said, they say, OK, you guys are fucking full of shit, <laughs> is they said, we really want to push Angel Breaker to be the next big breakout character at DC. Remember Angel Breaker, everyone from Shadow War, that super cool anime assassin who just came out of nowhere? Just came out of nowhere, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, apparently they want her to be the next big breakout because she's a good drawing. <laughs> she she also apparently took over the League of Assassins from Talia, but the next several writers never fucking bothered to honor that. Yeah, yeah, no one gave a shit. No one gave a shit about Joshua Williamson's new pet project. But yeah. man, did she move variant covers, I think, maybe, I don't know. Again, like Punchline exactly like punch it's the punchline effect that's what we're gonna have to call it hollows eve over in spider-man dark web that's the punchline effect angel breaker punchline effect mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if we just have a visually interesting enough character to put on a variant cover everyone's gonna buy a lot assuming that she's gonna be the next big thing it, yeah. it, it is interesting that it has been she's it's, it's it, all yeah been women it, it, that's that's a good point i've ne I never realized that which I guess if we want to go back even older, call it the Spider-Gwen effect, because even Spider-Gwen didn't even have a story, was a fun variant cover that everyone liked so mm -hmm. much, she became a character unto herself and who is now in a freaking Academy Award winning movie. Yep. So it's not always a bad thing. No, no, not at all. Sometimes it works out, but you know, you're not always going to make a new Spider-Gwen overnight. No. I mean, Spider-Gwen, that was lightning in a bottle is what that was. <laughs> yeah, and they've, they've tried to replicate it ever since. Remember Gwenpool? <laughs> mm. Apparently Marvel thought that was the alchemy for a little bit. They thought that was the move. Just, you know, fuse Gwen Stacy with another character, print money. And they made the most annoying character ever. Though she was supposed to be annoying, so at least yeah. they kind of knew that. Yeah, yeah, true. Which that's always the thing when it's like you're writing a character who is intentionally annoying. <laughs> Where it's like, well, that can only take you so far. Uh, but yeah, so that's basically all the big news from this week, everyone. We got some trailers, we got some new comic stuff to look forward to. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, not bad at all. I guess with that, we can hop over into what we read this week. And hey, Matt, for the first time in a long time, I actually read all my new books that came out. I'm pretty sure I did as well. I think I read like everything I wanted to read this week. Yeah, I was genuinely shocked that I was able to read everything. Like, oh my God, am I going to be able to cover Thunderbolts? Oh my God, am I going to be able to actually <laughs> catch up on something? Though, though next week is huge because we got like Miles Morales Spider-Man number one and, you know, Dark Web Prelude number one Jesus. and the big Thanos story Jesus. and new Batman. Jesus. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to be in it next week, <laughs> though, again, really shouldn't complain because with Christmas coming, they will probably give us a break and we will probably be hurting for new books for a minute. <laughs> oh, to give me time to goddamn catch up. Oh, I know, right? Again, I swear I need a fucking assistant. I wish I could do what Kramer did in that episode of Seinfeld. Just go to a college and be like, yeah, I'm teaching them social media, new media creation science. <laughs> really? Because it seems like all he does is make you tea and do your laundry and take out your recycling. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is big help. It's all part of it, I tell you. <laughs> So it's all part of it. Uh, what's the series that he wakes you up at noon? It's like, well, yeah, well, if he doesn't, I won't. <laughs> can't can't sleep all day. Yeah, can't sleep all day, yeah. <laughs> can't sleep all day, you know, any more afternoon, and I feel shitty. But, uh, yeah, where, where would you like to start this week, Matt, with uh, books? Uh, oh, I had the beginning of the end of Jason Aaron's Avengers run. 
Oh, it is coming to an end. With Avengers Assemble Alpha issue one. Yeah, apparently he's pulling out all the stops. I see different panels from it every week, usually from you on Twitter. And I'm like, wow, is this shit got really nuts. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, finally the giant Mephisto war he's been building up since mm. before uh, Heroes Reborn. That's true. Yeah, and, and this issue were it, it it was it was great because uh the present day Avengers team finally met the prehistoric Avengers. Oh, they've been building up to that since yeah, since fucking forever. Yeah, yeah, this is the first time both teams have met each other and uh it it just falls into that old trope as well. They meet, so they have to fight. Oh yeah, well naturally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how, how else are we are the all the power scalers going to know yeah, who's yeah. stronger? Yeah, but it's it's done in in a really great way in that it's all Odin's fault, of course. Uh, naturally. Because he sees a phoenix and gets fucking triggered by it and decides <laughs> he's going to fucking kill uh Echo and her phoenix they, because that they, phoenix they is a goddamn him. goddamn bitch. <laughs> <laughs> again that, that cold-hearted bitch goddess yeah broke yeah. my heart yeah also, yeah may or may not be thor's mom did they ever answer that question is the yeah yeah thor's mom? yeah it's 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 both phoenix and uh thor's actual mother gaia right oh yeah because his mother is also mother earth yeah but also don't listen to any of that because in the donny cates book freya's like don't listen to those two bitches i'm your fucking mom I yeah raise you. yeah i raise you yeah 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 and Thor's like, cool, thanks, Mom. That's all I wanted to hear, which I think is actually the best way to deal yeah, with that. I yeah. don't know who my mom is. Oh, is it the fire thing from space? Is it Mother Earth? Forget neither of them. It's fucking me. I raised you, you son of a bitch. It's me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we finally meet Avenger Prime, who throughout all of this run and Avenger, the Avenger Forever book, uh, we've been hearing about. He's like the, the, the ultimate Avenger at the end of time and everything. Uh, he's just like a guy in a suit with like a Thor helmet on. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture right now. He's, like, made of stars and shit. No, 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 it's not that one. That one's the one made by Al Ewing for, like, an issue of Mighty Avengers, where it was, like, Luke Cage and his Avengers team all, oh. like, combined into, like, one being. Yeah, no, this is an actual uh, newer character with the, the happened to have the same name. Well, that's confusing, guys. Yes, Why did yes. you not pick a name that wasn't already put? You could call him the Omega Avenger. Yeah, oh, that's probably taken by someone right yeah probably isn't it always yeah so he's just like a normal guy and he he ends up fighting uh mephisto mephisto of course cheats and uses like multiple versions of himself to like try and kill this guy and we find out this whole thing because this whole thing has been mephisto using the multiversal must of the evil to like kill mm. earths and like turn them into like what they were in heroes reborn where it's like earths that are manipulated by him uh, right, we, f we find out that that's not his end game. His end game is to do all, he, he takes over all the worlds and it gives him access to the God quarry, which is literally just like the Marvel oh, version yeah. of the source wall. Also something Jason Aaron mm -hmm. invented in his Thor run, the yeah. God quarry. Yeah, and he it, used again in his Thanos story. <laughs> yeah. Cause at the God quarry, that's where Avenger tower is and where the Avenger prime lives. And that's oh. what he wants access to for for some reason. We're not exactly sure why yet. Um, but yeah, at Avengers Tower, that's where uh, the Avengers Forever book sort of picks up where uh, they've assembled like all these multiversal uh, Avengers to help fight this mm. battle, like Captain Carter and Moon Knight. And, and then we pick up with Robbie Reyes, who's become the All Rider, the legendary mm. multiversal ghost rider who can ride and drive anything. Uh, and we nice. find out that he no longer has the spirit of vengeance. Oh, 
Yeah. So and and he's in the middle of all these all these Mephistos and can't like turn into the spirit of vengeance anymore. And so seems like that might be a problem. Yeah. Just 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 a, just a little bit. Um. Yeah. The Avengers end up like they they settle their differences and end up fighting the Doom above all. Uh. Who's like the, mm, the ultimate the ultimate Doctor Doom. Uh. Who who has a great bit where like like all through this run he's been like oh, I fucking like you know none of these Avengers challenged me like they're they're, they're nothing to me and he ends up fighting the Starbrand Hulk. Uh, oh from uh who's the he's the original star brand from uh yes who turns who can turn into a hulk as well um yes is a, is a caveman and everything yeah yes. and, and he almost fucking dies um because the the he he misunderestimates the star brand's power he just smashes through the shield and goes to like crush his head but he turns him into like some ball of like meat or something yes it's really fucked up and he he ends up fighting agamotto as well because agamotto is the original source of supreme and yes and we find out that doom throughout all the worlds because he's he's killed like over 400 sorcerer supremes and each one he (laughs) takes like a piece of like he takes Mm. if it's a doctor strange he takes his like fucked up hands if it's a clear he takes her heart and if it's an agamotto he takes his eyes and he eats them so he can gain his Mm. foresight and, right, of course, because it's the eyes of Agamotto. Yeah, and he ends up ripping Agamotto's eyes out, so that's how Agamotto becomes blind. Oh, well, that explains that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed that it kind of fell into that, that whole hero versus hero fight because that's what these, that's what teams do when they meet. You know, it's just, yes. it's an age old trope, age old trope. But it's a little tiring. But it was fun that Jason Aaron embedded it in like oh odin just like is a cranky old man and that's what like caused this fight because he's he's a dickhead oh uh the chat's saying jason aaron didn't create the god quarry jeff lemire did yes you're right i had that backwards but then he incorporated the god quarry into his thor run and then i think for his thanos story later because it kept showing up Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Right, there you go. Man, is Jeff Lemire still writing stuff? I feel like Jeff Lemire hasn't written something I've read in a very long time. You know what? I'm 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 sure he is writing stuff. Maybe it's a bit more indie stuff. Yeah, did he like go to Substack and not look back? I think he might yeah, be one of those guys who I haven't read like a superhero comic from him for a while. So it's probably like maybe his Green Arrow stuff. Yeah, I think he's like one of those guys who like maybe burned himself out on superhero stuff and went elsewhere. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I've told you the long-standing feud that exists in my mind between me and Jeff Lemire. He's Canadian, I'm Canadian, we go to all the same conventions, and yet every time I'd like to introduce myself, he's never at his table. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck, Joel's coming. Yes, which leads me to believe that he must be dodging me. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to talk about goddamn Green, Green Arrow, Arrow goddammit. <laughs> I wrote that almost a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> I told this to other Canadian comic creators too, and they're like, "Oh no, Jeff is like such a sweet man. I'm sure you two would both get along." <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know, man, because I've never been able to corner him. <laughs> I'm assuming he must be dodging me." <laughs> uh, I guess uh, from Avengers to Justice Society, because I read that, of course, mm-hmm. this week, Justice Society number one uh, from uh, Jeff Johns, who I must say is in rare form writing about the JSA, something he clearly loves and is super passionate about. Well, it's been, it's been a couple of years in the making. He said, yeah, tried to get this fucking project off the ground for years. So clearly he's had time to think and refine this whole thing, and I get the strong distinction they weren't telling him a lot of no's in this. No, no, yeah, e- exactly, yeah, but... 
it's great. It's it's a it's a murder mystery with a little bit of time yep. travel. Yep, sure is. And also, hey, it's a Huntress story. Huntress gets to be front row center in this. And I'm like, wow, you actually got people to read a Huntress book, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you make it interesting. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You figured it out. Uh, we see what uh, Helena Wayne's future is like, and it's uh, it's a little fucky because there's not nearly as many legacy heroes anymore to help fill the shoes of the JSA once they get old and die. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's adapting all this stuff that we we saw uh was going to be coming in 5g uh which mm, is yeah. helena wayne searching for the jsa and like being part of the jsa and whatnot and yeah it she she ends up making like a she calls it the interim team uh mm. of J, of jsa and they're all like like thieves villains. and villain yeah sons and daughters of villains and stuff like that which is cool which is very fun because we I don't think we've ever had that like the suicide squad to the JSA. Yeah, Power Girl fucking hates it. Oh yeah, K Karen Starr living up to her name Karen in yeah. this issue, isn't she? She wants to talk to everyone's manager. Yeah, yeah. And she does. Uh, I, I like it too because obviously I'm loving the Star Girl show. So we've got mm -hmm. Icicle Junior in this. Yep. He just goes by Icicle now. He got to drop the Junior. Yep. Solomon Grundy, who is basically Huntress's Robin, which I'm like, yo, yeah. can I read that book? Can I read it's, Huntress and Grundy? It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, I like the idea that like, is Helena Wayne, like, she doesn't have powers or anything, so she just mm -hmm. brings like this giant undead zombie with her to like deal mm -hmm. with anything that like might like be a bit more out of her wheel wheelhouse. Yep. I love what they do with Catwoman, Selena Kyle, in this. She also thinks that Helena is hanging out with the wrong sort. And like, oh, I don't want you, you know, hanging out with those villains. They're bad influences. And it's like, Mom, you were one of the most famous <laughs> villains of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's different. That's different. Yeah. If if Dad didn't forgive you, I literally wouldn't be born and standing next to you right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 funny because like. Tom King has tried to do this sort of stuff with like, you know, the older, like Selena mm -hmm. and Bruce and like their kids and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's always like been really like, there's nothing there. And very try hard. He yeah, tried very yeah. hard to do nothing here for Jeff Johns. It's just simple. Like yeah, yeah. Huntress is the defender of Gotham. Now yep. Selena is the doting mother, mm -hmm. but also kind of the Alfred figure. Yes. Yes. And it all really works. And it's great, too, because uh, Helena's like, and stop following me when I go out on patrol, Mom. No, I'm not. And then in the end, she ends up actually saving her because she was following her. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And hey, they bring back the snow globes from yes. Flashpoint Beyond. Yes. I, I, I like that. Like, he peppered that all through. It didn't, like, overtake the story of yep. the JSA or anything. Like, if just, you just, know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it means, like, what everything he's been writing has been, like, one long story, which is great. Yep. And I guess we can also take this to mean, so the snow globes is where the, uh, I was going to call them the time wizards, but no, the fucking, uh, <laughs> the, the time masters keep, I guess, variant timelines that they don't know what to do with. So they did that to the Flashpoint timeline. Mm -hmm. And I guess they're doing it with the JSA timeline, which is like, wait, so is this the current JSA that we've been reading in Dark Christ, or is this the older original JSA that doesn't exist anymore except for in a snow globe? I, I think it's that, and I think by the end of it, it's going to turn into the one we've seen in Dark Crisis, where it's going to like sort Probably. of merge them together into the one universe, which is, I think, what right. the whole point of this was, because there's, that, there's so. the whole... Um, 
uh, was it the 13 children, lost children, how, how, yes. and the JSA being reintegrated into the timeline? Rip Hunter says that a couple of times in... Yes, he does. In, they, they're being reintegrated into the timeline in 1940s, so yeah, I imagine that's, that's what's going to happen. And that's bad for the Time Masters for some reason, but we don't know why that's bad. No, yeah. Also, uh, the mis- the mysterious red-headed villain who is following them around. They haven't said his name yet, but everyone it, is pretty certain. It's Pergedison. It's Pergedison. Yeah. Yeah, Pergedison. Red hair, Luger yeah. pistol, well, time powers. Well, yeah, he was in that. He was when Jeff Johns did that Star Girl one shot. There was a backup J- JLA JSA story, and it was it was him like doing exactly what he's oh. doing here. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. The, the only thing he hasn't done is because he has a coat on. If he had the coat open, you would know, like, oh, yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah, yeah, that's him. He's, he's trying to hide himself. He's put a coat over himself <laughs> to protect his identity. <laughs> it would be kind of like a, a real cool twist if everyone thinks, oh, it's Perget Degerton. Oh, it's Perget Degerton. Oh, no, it's not. It's like Alexander Luther. Yeah, or it's like fucking someone else where it's like, oh, what, you think all redheaded strangers are the same? <laughs> well, they're all like like psychotic killers, so yeah. He he also said, hey, this is my Luger pistol that killed Kennedy. Yeah. And that made me laugh because we know this story is also kind of connected to the Watchmen, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In some way, so are we going to relitigate that, who killed Kennedy in the Watchmen <laughs> universe? I'm sure in the background, yeah. <laughs> Because cause the movie says it was the comedian who did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know that's not the same in the book, and I know when they did the before Watchmen frickin', uh, what is it, the comedian got all weepy when Kennedy got shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's places they could go with that. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I I like it. I, I'm like, this is this is the Jeff Johns I like, and honestly, the Jeff Johns we've been missing. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's really great. It's I'm looking forward to this book. Same. Give me big, sweeping continuity, you know, stitching together, uh, big, upbeat, bright. Ah, it was the 1940s, see? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I like. When I read a Jeff Johns JSA book, I should be reading it in this voice the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I am. <laughs> I'm turn of the century guy. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, we had Superman, Son of... Uh, not Son of Kal-El, Return of Kal-El, uh, special, issue one. I I just recorded this, uh, video before we started, and I kept making that same mistake, too. I kept wanting to call <laughs> it Son of Kal-El, and I'm like, no, it's Return of Kal-El, Return. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this is just, like, four stories, uh, that, you know, detail the return of Superman to Earth. Weird-ass timing, because, like, he's been back for, like, a couple months in his own book, and this is only coming out now. I feel like it should have come out way earlier. Uh, yeah, it probably should have been, like, the first issue out in this mm-hmm. whole Kalo Return storyline, yeah. Um, yeah. But I do like that it sort of, it patches up some different... Um, it does. Like, where everything takes place sort of thing. Yes, yeah, which I which I'm uh, really grateful for. But yeah, it's full and, uh, and and creates at least one big problem. But I'll talk to you about that near the end of this one. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. We get like a cool Jimmy Olsen story about him. Yeah, him like uh, he's having an artistic fr- crisis. Yeah. he's worried that he's taking the same picture of Superman over and over again, and he's not actually affecting any change in the world. And I'm like, shit, this is way more like uh, in depth you know, a Jimmy Olsen story than we normally get. Yeah. The, the, this is like, this is like what Mark Russell's Jimmy Olsen was like. Yeah. Very, very deep, but like still very kind of comedic a little bit. And 
And yeah, I, I like that. Like, yeah, Superman's like, he's seen the world. And I like that. Like he see, like Jimmy sees the world with all the violence and everything. And Superman mm. sees it was like, yeah, well, this is that. But then there's like innovation and compassion and people are like, mm -hmm. uh, are, are better than ever and everything. And we're seeing that like, uh, with his son and everything being Superman in his place and doing things his own way. Like he says, like John stays behind after every incident to sort of work out how they can prevent it from happening again. And everything. I like that. And I like the recreation of action comics. Number one, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We get a fun Batman Superman team up written by Wade, who's of course writing the Batman Superman book, where they fight Mr. Nobody. And the chat is saying that that was actually the first time Mr. Nobody fought any someone who wasn't the Doom Patrol. Really? Was that they, the first time? They say that and but 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 Wade like prefixes it with like, this is the first time you've seen it in this book, but you'll see the actual first time in my uh, world's finest book when I actually because the world's finest is set in the past right of course yeah I, again uh, like again mark wade for a second time in a week oh for, in in a row in a week uh promotes his own books but does it better yep. here than he did in dark army yeah you gotta you gotta like that uh i appreciate i think uh even morrison would appreciate what wade does here where it's like <laughs> you know they they fuck up mr nobody's plans to recreate a famous art riot from like the 1913 ballet which is a real piece of history that i knew about yep. and i was really happy to see it put here in the story and so mr nobody's like ah fuck you you artless philistines i'm going to trap you in your own history which means i'm trapping you in publication history which <laughs> means i'm really trapping you in a comic book to yep. the point where literally the panels start closing in yeah. on that yeah it's great it's great and i'm like oh this is this is fucking big brain avant-garde shit mark wade is bringing <laughs> us i like this and uh, and i like it like how they 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 defeat him by like reasoning that like oh well, like he's controlling us but he's not controlling us and we need to think logically about it because this isn't real and us thinking about it being real makes it real and it's like just kind of like a mind fuck that only like Batman and Superman can get their heads around. <laughs> yep. And then they cross the white line that divides <laughs> the panels, yeah. which you're never supposed to do, but they did it. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is actually pretty fucking baller. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, what is it? We get a John centric story where he's like, man, you know, I've been Superman for a while and I thought I'd be better at it, but that damn slippery Lex Luthor keeps getting one over on me. Yeah, he keeps making homeless shelters and yeah, yeah the bastard. <laughs> and saying that I hate the homeless and everything. Yeah. And spit just on them keep... and everything. And <laughs> yeah, just as I keep kicking down doors and he's got me in a fucking PR stunt. <laughs> and it, I, I like his dad is understanding where he's like, hey, you know, you've got all the time in the world to be a better Superman and don't blame yourself. Luthor sucks. <laughs> and just when you think you've got him nailed down, he does something else. Yeah, I, I like what Clark says about the powers where like John's like, well, I've got all these powers. I should be able to just, like, deal with him. It's like, yeah, powers are nothing compared to someone who got, like, a 1400 on an SAT, you know? Uh, Their powers can only get you so far. And in the end, though, John does find... He, he doesn't find him out and stop him, but he lets Luthor know, like, look, yeah. I know that you know that I know. He uses his big brain, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of like I beat you because I know you won't use this same trick again twice now. Yeah. Because you're also an egomaniac who doesn't repeat himself. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. And then uh, we actually get a Justice League story after that because it's, you know, 
Clark returning uh, to the Hall of Justice. This was the thing that got me and the thing that never gets resolved. Hey, when you left for War World, Clark, you were actually kind of mad at the League because they didn't help you liberate that slave planet, but I guess it's all water under the bridge now. I mean, uh, it's Superman. He's forget he, un like, he, he was mad at them, but he can understand why they wouldn't wouldn't go like they all have their respective jobs and everything and cities to protect and whatnot also the people he talks to he mostly talks to john naomi and uh what it, is that uh and, and wally wally who yeah weren't, yeah who weren't part of the big meeting shutting him down originally i'm like oh so at least whoever wrote this story paid attention and was sure it was all the members who didn't vote to not go with superman's plan well not only that the, like the whole point of him talking to them is like that's the point because it's all about like legacy and like the next generation which is what wally is and what naomi is and john's there as like their sort of mentor sort of person who will always be there around and everything and then they showed real panels from real superman and justice league comics which yeah. i liked yeah that was cool and then of course he disappears into dark crisis so if you wondered about the timeline there he yeah. literally just came back yeah. to earth and then got swept up in dark crisis what's great is that final panel is actually the first panel you see in i think it's dark crisis one where superman is teleported uh, away from somewhere oh i thought it looked familiar yeah so it kind of like shores that up a little bit because everyone just assumed well and no one knew like where that panel was from it's like well he wasn't there where was he there and yeah they've they've shored that up they've made sure to shore that up well there you go uh i guess from superman to captain america i had a symbol of truth this week with sam wilson and holy shit uh they remembered that ian rogers the adopted son of steve rogers and the nomad exists <laughs> really yes he came back in this because uh falcon 2 Sam's sidekick got all hurt at the end of the last issue and you know he's ready to invade the country of Mohanda and you know get revenge for what they did to his sidekick and the prime minister and like the senator who helped Sam is like okay you can do it but on one condition you can't go alone so he recruits Ian <laughs> and Sam much like the audience is like dude I thought you were dead in fact I thought you were dead before your secret empire time I thought you were dead because you were in a building that blew up behind me and Ian's like nah I was fine no, I was fine. Okay. I was fine. In fact, I've been talking to Bucky. Bucky gave me this new job and everything. The only people who didn't know is you and my dad. Because <laughs> I'm actually kind of a shit now. In fact, that's his whole raison d'etre in this issue. Sam's like trying to help people and think more tactically. But Ian's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to run in and hit it with my spear. <laughs> And, like, there's kind of this unspoken jealousy where Ian's like, I should be the new Captain America, not you. And Sam's like, you know, you're the adopted son of Steve, but, you know, like, I'm his close friend and I'm his, like, heir apparent and everything. It's good shit. That's cool. That's cool. They're using him to very good effect in this story. Once again, the Captain America books are in a really great place right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, 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 once they, they, they haven't all both hit issue 10 yet, have they? No, uh, issue seven of the Steve book comes out this week. Okay, I was going to, like, once I hit issue ten, going to do, like, a collected sort of mm. uh, talk about them. Yeah, yeah, I want to catch it's up good on stuff. that. Yeah. I, I, I feel quite stupid because that Bucky special issue, mm. I actually missed that last month. Oh, really? Yes, it completely slipped through my fingers. I got it now, but I'm like, ah, oh, crap, you know, it's so old. When am I going to get to put this up? I'll have to read it before the Steve book, because apparently there's a lot of really good information in it about the Outer Circle. Oh, nice. So I'll have to check that out. Uh, I had two more. What about you? Uh, let's see. What did I have? Yeah, I've, I've got like one or two more. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I had um, Star Wars Revelations issue one. Ah, what's going on in the Star Wars? Yeah, so this is like a, this is like the transition into like whatever's, what's going to happen next in in all of the Star Wars books. So it's sort of like a, it's like a big special from like, uh, like all the, all the big writers, mainly Mark Mm. Guggenheim, uh, who, who sets up a really cool story with Vader meeting the Eye of Weebish Bog, which is, I can't remember whether you've seen it, it's like this weird spider creature on top of like a giant baby's head oh i think i have seen yeah, that actually. it was originally um, uh, a creature that was meant to be in rise of skywalker but they completely cut it oh, so the comics are like we're gonna take that because that's a really fucking cool concept and it's Why like, wouldn't you? it's like this weird like force oracle thing and it ta- oh. and it and it's used in this as like a a wraparound story to sort of tell vader what's going to be happening in probably the next couple of years of star wars oh, uh, fun. so we like see like like in his book he's he's dealing with uh the handmaidens of amadala and um mm. and they become like his sort of generals in a way and huh. they, they they start dressing like him as well which is really <laughs> cool um we we he's then, a fashion trendsetter you know he is yeah yeah he's good i mean it's cool armor it's a cool mm. cool armor and everything everyone loves it um we then get what i assume is going to be the big sort of overarching story of like the star wars book and like whatever else that's going to go in which is we get a new villain called ajax sigma which is it's a droid sounds that, like a mega man villain yeah it's a droid that uh kind of looks like a power ranger and Ooh. and it led in the high Republic, it led a droid revolt and it was killed by the Jedi. And, uh, and back then they took out, it's like memory core. And then throughout the the decades and centuries, it's like passed from hand to hand to hand, like not, not be used or anything. And then it found its way into the hands of Han Solo, uh, who Mm. buried it in on like a planet where it was then dug up later on by a droid. And then they remade Ajax and Ajax ends up coming after the rebels who respond to a distress call, um, uh, finding like an old trade federation ship and they find he's on board and he's like killed a bunch of other rebels who responded to it. And Luke ends up fighting him. And because, uh, the Jedi killed him originally, Ajax really hates Jedi. So I'm looking at him right now and yeah, he does look like a fucking power. He does. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, like the special power ranger, the sixth power ranger, you know, always the sixth one. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so Luke ends up fighting him and almost kills him. Uh, and then Ajax ends up escaping and everything. And then we get like, it's uh, the rest of the book is a lot of like, this is what's going to be happening in bounty hunters Mm. and the Darth Vader book. And it's, it all looks like really fun shit. Like it's promotional material. Yeah. Yeah. And as well, it's, it's because we're also, I think we're like literally a year before the book decides to go, okay, we're going to jump over Return of the Jedi and do post Return of the Jedi stories because we're itching really close to that. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Because I think in the next couple of issues, Luke's going to be building his green lightsaber and everything. And yeah, yeah. it's it's very interesting how these Star Wars books have like kind of these very well defined, you know, timelines and chapter breaks because it's like, okay, we can only fill this part of history with so much for these characters. Yeah, I, I like that that Charles Soule has just been allowed to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go from from between the New Hope and Empire Strikes Back to then Empire Strikes Back and 
and Return of the Jedi, and then probably going to do after that, or some other writer's going to come in and do that, because then, because just before Charles Soule came in, Jason Aaron was writing it all. I remember, yeah. Well, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall and see their freaking notes and see their whiteboards, because you know with how fastidious, you know, Star Wars mm-hmm. fans are, they probably had to plan out everything oh, yeah. to the freaking, like, most minute detail oh, yeah. to be like, look, to make sure characters weren't in two places at once. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. I, I imagine once it gets post-Return of the Jedi, we're going to see probably stuff connected to the Mandalorian. Mm, nice. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we do actually get to see a young Din Djarin somewhere in the book somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, no, Star Wars has been so fucking good. Yeah, I, again, you, you keep giving me a great sell. And like, there's so much of it. I would love to read it. I don't know when I'll ever have the time. Yeah, no, it, it's it's all been good. The most recent issue of the Star Wars ongoing was, like, a heist issue on, like, on like an auction planet, which was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, take that auction planet. <laughs> yeah, they they went to a, a beach resort and and Chewie jumped in a pool and it was fun. Love it. Yeah. God, could you imagine having to clean the fucking drain after he was in there? <laughs> Where it's like, look, I'm not racist against Wookies. I just really don't want to be cleaning a lot of hair out of these pools. Just, just throw the pool away. Just throw it away. Yeah, really. It's not even worth cleaning. Just set fucking fire to it. <laughs> oh, no. Then you got burning chlorine and burning hair. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the chlorine will turn like the Wookiee like, like blonde. Oh, shit. Well, that's gets like fun, frosted actually. tips. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Yeah. Where's where's like, you know, Guy Fieri Wookie? Where's the total douchebag frosted tip bowling <laughs> shirt Wookie? I, I want that book. Can I write that book of the Wookie who doesn't fight in any galactic civil wars? He just goes to all the best cantinas. Yeah. Yeah. Checks them it, all it out. Be, yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be diners, drive-ins and dives. It would be cantinas, uh, carousels and Coruscant. <laughs> hey, that's, that's three c's those are the only three things he does it's not donkey sauce it's wookie sauce <laughs> uh on that note too uh, i had nightwing annual this week which gives us the long-awaited origin of heartless uh, tom taylor's brand new villain okay who is he is that homeless black guy no actually though he is tied to them in an interesting yeah. way yeah so do you remember All the way back, and I want to say like issue four, or it might even have been issue one of the series, we got a flashback of like basically the day Barbara and Dick first met. Yes. It was like in high school and they saved a kid who was getting his ass beat by some bullies and one particular blonde bully was giving Dick shit being like, ha ha, your parents are dead and, you know, my (laughs) dad's a fucking insurance adjuster and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Turns out that's heartless. Oh, okay. But the reason for why he becomes heartless, that's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So turns out this dude whose name is uh Shelton Oh god, what the fuck were that? Shelton Lyle is his name. Oh, that does and sound it, like a fucking villain's name. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds like a fucking preppy douchebag villain name. That's totally what it is. So the book actually tricks you really good because you think you're going to be reading like a Nightwing story from Alfred's point of view because you see the back of this butler who's like, oh, and, you know, I came from England from a fresh start and I started working with a butler. 
It's Harless's butler. His name is Gerard Chamberlain, and he's working for the Lyles in Gotham City. And you're like, oh, that's weird uh, that they would do this, like, kind of rug pull on you. Uh, Shelton is a little psychopath. He's torturing animals. He's mute. He's doing all that other shit. His parents are terrified of him. But Gerard the butler is not. Gerard the butler thinks he's great, and he's totally <laughs> fascinated by this kid. And he wants to fan the flames of this kid's, you know, insanity and psychopathy because he's not even Gerard Chamberlain. This dude killed Gerard Chamberlain on the boat over and assumed his Jesus. identity. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because he was going to kill the Lyles, get put in their will, and then steal all their money. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, well, that can't happen because the dad works in fucking insurance and he makes his money denying people stuff. So he would never put me in there. But you know what? I like this kid and I want to have an active role in this kid's life. And I'm going to take him on like really fucked up field trips to like the butcher shop and to like the zoo when the lions are feeding and also to Haley Circus. Ooh. Specifically on the night that the <laughs> flying Graysons died. Oh, no. <laughs> This kid watched uh, Dick's mom and dad fall to their death, and this woke him up and he spoke for the first time in his life. This was the greatest, most, you know, life-changing moment for him because he's like, wow, not only did I watch two people die, I watched a whole family get torn apart. This is this is how I'm going to get my jollies from now on. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking awesome. And the butler's like, I know it's awesome, isn't it? Let's kill your parents and take their money. Oh, crap, you were on the helicopter that I uh, friggin' sabotaged shit don't worry we've got billions of dollars now you can get cybernetic enhancements you can get whatever the fuck you want nice nice and then you can go out in the night and steal hearts but not just any hearts only the hearts of people who are loved which is why he went after those dads and everything yeah, else yeah. it's like look i'm not just killing one person i'm killing one whole family because i never got the love i wanted and also i'm a dark mirror to nightwing who's all about found family and everything mm -hmm. too and you know using your money in a good transformative way and also we were kind of created on the same night how about that mm -hmm. oh that's cool it is. And also now he has Blockbuster's heart, which is a big giant mutant heart. And he's like, yeah, I'll be able to run my cybernetics off this for years now. <laughs> and maybe now I can finally go and kick Nightwing's ass because the first time they fought, Nightwing actually yeah. beat him. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Because he's not that tough. He's relying on cybernetics and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, Tom Taylor, you really worked this out. I had a feeling that Heartless was going to be someone we met before. I just <laughs> didn't think it was someone that someone, early. Yeah, that deep of a cut. Yeah. That deep of a cut in the own story. And I wanted to be like, hey, man, friggin' round of applause. That was that was tight as hell, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Also, good, good evil butler thing, too, because Alfred is such like an important aspect of this story as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, this kid is, the only way he is the way he is is because he had an evil butler helping him out. <laughs> yeah, we have so many dark mirrors to Batman, you know, why shouldn't we have an evil dark mirror to Alfred? Exactly, exactly. It's good shit, I liked it. But yeah, that was uh, that was the second to last one I read this week. Now, what was your last? Uh, I read uh, Planet Hulk Worldbreaker, number one. Oh, I skipped over this one. Uh, I don't think you missed that much, honestly. I felt like I didn't. Yeah, so it's like we're in Sakaar, and it's a thousand years later, so, like, you don't have to ask questions. Like, well, didn't Sakaar blow up? Or, like, didn't this have... It's a fucking thousand years later. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, the planet is even worse now than ever. 
Uh, it's completely blighted. Nothing grows there anymore. There's no cities, and this crazy religious fundamentalist arch priestess is taking control of the planet, and she's done so by completely, you know, uh, demonizing the memory of the Hulk, saying, "Oh, the Hulk did this. You know, the World Breaker did this. Everything was fine before him." Yeah. Uh, she's also demonizing a new race of people called Hargs, which is just the Sakar word for Hulk. Okay. And we meet two green-skinned twins, Tala and Bala, who are kind of like, you know, running from settlement to settlement, trying to escape this archpriestess and her anti-Hulk agenda and everything. Uh, the little kid gets taken by her guards because apparently uh, they're taking young hargs and imprisoning them somewhere. <laughs> so the girl has to get help from her grandfather. And you think, oh, let me guess, her grandfather's going to be Banner. No, her grandfather is Amadeus Cho, actually. Oh, that's cool. Who is living on Sakarna? Like, oh yeah, that's right. Friggin' uh, Greg Pak also did the totally awesome Hulk return to Sakar once before. Yeah, yeah. Remember Amadeus Cho? <laughs> yeah, which made me think, like, ah, oh, fuck. Am I actually reading the third part of a trilogy? <laughs> is this the thing? Is this the third part of his story? And like, Cho's been living in the waste, and he hasn't been doing anything because he's like, no, I know now after a thousand years of life that we Hulks do more bad than good. You know, we think we're doing the right thing when we topple dictatorships and fight supervillains, but we don't see, you know, the, the the long ramifications of our smashing. But of course, he gets enlisted to help anyway. Turns out the Archpriestess has fucking Sentinels. Ooh, interesting. Sentinels with gamma ray nullification on them. Ooh. So Cho hulks out for the first time ever, gets his ass kicked, and is like, okay, so I can't actually help you save your brother, but if we go find Banner, if we go find the World Breaker, I think we can save him. And, like, the last panel is old, bald Banner sitting by, like, a lava flow and everything on the planet, which, of course, begs the question, well, why is he back on Sakaar now a thousand years in the future? Yeah, interesting. I uh, Oh, I have to imagine it might, maybe it might tie in with, like, Maybe it was sent off world again. Like it was, oh, what was that book? There was a book that sort of dealt with like a Hulk in space. It was, it was like, it, it, it wasn't a Hulk book. It was like, he was just like part of it. Fuck, right. What, what was it? And it was set in the future. Um, hmm. Oh, I can't remember what it was. I want to oh, say what? it was, I want to say it was like Thor or something. Maybe, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was something from Banner of War that I'm not remembering. Which, actually, I want to read Banner of War, like, this week before that new Thor story comes out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, yeah, so it was interesting. It's not, like, life-changing or anything. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I appreciate that Greg Pat keeps getting to come back and write these. I am certain that the only reason that this was, like, commissioned was because it looks like Hulk is heading back to Sakaar in the movies and they wanted to get Sakaar and World War Hulk back on people's radars. Yeah, and, like, his son and everything, and yeah. Uh, uh, Scar isn't in the book. He is in the backup, though, because I think he got depowered at the end of Gamma Flight and maybe turned into a kid again so like him and she hulk team up and i think the whole backup is to be like yo 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 we depowered him too fucking early make him be scar again yeah yeah i imagine yeah he'll uh he'll be coming back in the story at some point Which what, Greg Pack is what if what too. if the whole you saw at the end of that isn't banner what if it is mm, his son maybe yeah yeah they just said banner they didn't say bruce yeah yeah though then again if like hulk the end is any indication banner can't die and banner will live far far into the future to like literally he's the last one on the planet it's his dad it's david banner oh shit how about the fuck you david banner <laughs> <laughs> <You> asshole 
like again that's one of my favorite things in like Hulk the end where like Bruce spends like years trying to kill himself and it never works because the Hulk comes back yeah. and like saves his life every time yeah yeah even Immortal Hulk did that and even like the Norton movies like yeah I tried to shoot myself and he fucking caught the bullet with his teeth yeah yeah the Hulk literally won't let me die isn't that fucked up it, it's really <laughs> fucked up it's really fucked up my personality won't let me die <laughs> But yeah, it, it was all right. I don't know if I'm coming back for issue two, especially because, you know, there's so many more like, you know, interesting number one starting soon. But mm-hmm. if you are a big fan of Greg Pak's Hulk work, I'm sure you'll like this because it's just more of the same. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So there you go. Is that the show this week, Matt? Is that everything that's fit to print? I think so. Yeah. Alrighty then. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming and hanging out. Thank you for giving me an excuse to try out my new camera and microphone. I hope everything looks great and sounds great, and I hope that Matt has an easier time editing because we now have the same shit. It does sound better, yeah. You uh, you can see his in frame. Mine is, like, just down here. I know that they sell the arm attachment separately, and I'm like, ah, that's where they get you. Yeah, I, I just bought, like, a generic arm attachment. Oh, and it works? Yeah, yeah. I haven't had any problems mm-hmm. with it. All right, I might do that. I know I don't have a – no one can see my desk space. I don't have a lot of desk space, so I don't know where I would, like, put it. <laughs> yeah, well, it just clips onto the side of the desk, like, screws on with, like, a vice grip. Yeah, I like the colors. Yeah, yeah, the colors. It, it's also, like, doesn't weigh near as much as what my old Yeti it's, did, and it's, it's very light. lighter. And I, it's very light. Yeah, I, I feel like I could actually take this on a trip and not get weird-ass looks from the TSA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, the fucking trips I took that goddamn Yeti on when I stopped at <laughs> that. I had to, like, wrap it and shit because I'm too cheap to get, like, the fucking carrying case because then, you know, they would want to <laughs> fucking charge me for that. <laughs> but, yeah. So, good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. We'll be back again next week. I guess, I guess Matt, we're going to have to start thinking long and hard about what we're going to do for Christmas. We'll have to, like, bank a Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I've... We'll have to bank a Christmas episode. We might do another retro hero next week, depending on what the news is, because I imagine the news is probably going to start, like, calming down, too, after the big, like, Guardians and everything. That's true. That's true. I mean, I guess we got, like, the video game wars, but we're not a video game podcast, unless they drop some fucking new Spider-Man stuff or Wolverine stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's next Thursday. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll play it by year, everyone. But yeah, Matt and I are probably gonna have to uh, have to bank some shows there so we can have some stuff to get up. Man, I I loved it when Stank Sinatra was around because he would just send us a best of clip show every year, so I wouldn't have to work <laughs> until New Year. That's that's how cool our fans are. It's like, hey Joel, here's just a thing for you, so you don't have to work. I'm like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Big ups. glad everyone had some fun thank you tevia for donating we know uh it's getting to that time of year where not everyone can donate though i hope you will open your wallets for my big charity stream which like i said monday the 19th 8 a.m to 8 p.m eastern standard time i want to try and get that rolling nice nice because i've told myself i was gonna do it for years and then shit always came up but i think this i wanted i want to give back you know i've been really blessed and i want to you know actually give back and shit yeah that's nice Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. See ya.